Hey, 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 how y'all doing this evening? This is Amspire Interviews, and I am your host, The Plump Queen. All right, today is an amazing day, single mothers. This is your episode. I got our girl, Patrice Sherez Bumping, Bunting, Bunting. Yes, I got it right. I fixed that. I fixed that. Yes. Uh, this amazing lady, she is an author and she is sharing her story with the world. And I know a lot of you guys can relate. So I'm excited to bring her out to you. So no further ado, come on, Patrice, come on in, come on in. How you hello, doing? Hello, hello, everyone. How's everyone doing tonight? I know everybody is awesome with the sauce on it. Awesome. 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 As she said, um, thanks for allowing me to share your platform today, first and foremost. And um, I am Catrice Shreves Bunton. I am the published writer and author of A Single Mother's View. And I just wanted to jump on tonight and share with you all why I wrote this book and the reason as to why, you know, I'm consider myself an advocate for single mothers and I wanted to get it out there and let people know that, you know, single parenting is not an easy thing, but it's something that women, we embrace it and we take it and we, you know, we just go full throttle with it. And you know what I mean? I just wanted to give y'all your props because what we do is amazing. So I just wanted to say, Hey, I wanted to reach out to everybody and just put it out there. So we're going to just roll with the punches. Everybody that knows me know I'm not the person that likes to be behind the screen. I'm not feeling anxious and excited, but at the end of the day, we're going to get it popping. <laughs> right. Yes, we are. We about to make it comfortable. Can't nobody tell your story like you tell your story. So. That's right. That's okay. right. I'm your girlfriend tonight. We chit chatting and we just talking. So, you know, uh, <laughs> single mother's view, there's absolutely a story behind that. So please tell us where you're from, and you know what I'm saying, how did you come about in um, writing this book? Okay, well, initially, I am from Virginia. I live out in Mapsville, and um, I'm the daughter of two kids. I have an older sister, and um, I have one biological son who's out in the military right now, and I have two bonus kids of a recent marriage. So I have a son and a daughter, bonus kids, my baby birds. Um, so I'm just, you know, down to earth, everyday person, you know, just out here trying to make it just like everybody else. And the way that I came about my book is I'm a person who's written literally for a long time. Um, I came up writing poetry, things of that nature. Um, I was more so of an introvert coming up, you know, nothing special. You know what I mean? Just little old me doing myself. Um, but as I said, you know, being the quiet introvert that I was, I I did a lot of writing. I expressed myself through writing. Um, and also by me being so reserved and quiet, you know what I mean? I always had something to say. I had a lot of hidden knowledge, you know, that I kept within myself. And I decided, you know, down the line that, you know, my writing would be that outlet for me. So basically, you know, the book came about, um, well, let me get a little bit more about myself. Um, I have, grad when I graduated from high school, um, I came out of high school and I decided that uh, I didn't really want to go into college or anything like that. You know, I should have kept going. 
I didn't do it. But I wish looking back now that I had taken that opportunity. But even still, you know, sometimes we don't understand that God has a different route for us to go. You know, we want to do things our way, but that's not the way things are intended to be. So I basically um, delved into um, corrections. I went to Hampton Roads Criminal Justice Training Academy. I graduated from there back in 2004. And then after being there for like 17 and a half years, I decided that I was fit to be tired. So I decided that I wanted to branch out and I went and got into private security and I'm doing that and I love it. Absolutely love it. So I've always been in some form of security. So that's what I do. But um, as far as my writing and my work ethic and things of that nature, you know, I'm just a person that's out here. I'm a go getter. You know, I like to encourage people any way that I can. You know, I don't consider myself, you know, like anything that's terrific, fantastic or anything like that. I'm just me. Well, let, me, let me stop you right there. No, man. <laughs> no, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. We don't attract mediocre here. You, I told you, you said you're cool with cursing. You are fucking fabulous. And I'm going to need you to own that. Okay. You're an author. You know what I'm saying? You raised a child. You are somebody's mama. You are amazing. You are not just little old you. You are amazing. You, you are the only right. you. You are rare. I'm That's friend. right. I consider myself a rare breed. I'm I'm a rare breed, definitely. I'm gonna shut but, up um, now. Tell your story. Go ahead. I said say that. <laughs> okay, so basically, when I came up, I came from a two-parent home. Um, I consider myself fortunate in that sense because I, you know, it's not many African Americans or people in general this day and time who have both of their parents, you know, growing up and. Fortunate enough, they're still together, married, and doing well. So when I say that I was fortunate to have two-parent home, that doesn't mean that, you know, just because they were in the home, I was actually raised. So and the fact that I tell you that I'm raised, you know, I had an understanding that, you know, like most average little girls, you know, hey, I came up thinking that, you know, when I got older, I was going to have the the husband and I was going to have the children and everything was going to be in this nice little box. Um, as I relate to my book, I always said that I had this idea as um, my, my adult life, you know, coming up, I idolized the Cosby show, you know, and good times and things of that nature. Everything revolved around family, like the Cosby show, they had it all together, but yet still, you know, they were richer, you know, they had a little things, you know, but then, you know, you had these good times over here and they were going through it. But even still, you know, they had everything they needed, which was family. And I could have swore, you know, hey, this is what it's going to be like for me. But it wasn't. So in saying all of that, that even though, you know, I was that single parent mother, I can't say that it was all hard because I had a village and it definitely took that village for me to be able to prosper. You know, I can't say that I give credit to myself because it comes from God, you know, because it takes faith, it takes that village, it takes strength, it takes endurance, it takes everything in your power to raise kids, especially being a single parent. So, like I said, you know, I'm just, I wrote it out. I have different things that I talk about in that book. Um, certain things that really stuck out to me as far as when I became a single parent mother, you know, um, 
one of the hardest things for me was not understanding more so why um, the father didn't step up to the plate. You know, he knew that, you know, it was his son or whatever the case may be, but he didn't step up. And I had a hard time digesting that. You know, I never understood that. And I always wondered, you know, how am I going to be able to articulate to my son why he didn't show up? And one thing about me is I don't lie. I don't, I, I'm not going to lie to my child. I'm going to tell my child the truth. I was down to earth. You know, I was like, we speaking right now. I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? I'm just going to tell you the truth because you have to have standards. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do, you call a spade a spade, basically. You don't make no excuses. You don't cut no corners, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? And that's, basically how I raised him. I had to raise him with the understanding that even still, I know he may have felt some type of way. Matter of fact, I ain't gonna say I know he may have, he did. He did. And that was one of my my things that I had to try to prepare him for. You know what I mean? I, I prepared myself. That's easy. But at the end of the day, you know, like you don't know exactly how children are being scarred down the line when we don't show up. I'm not going to just say the fathers, but mothers or anybody, you know what I mean? But just in this case, I was that single parent mother. So I speak on my part, which this is where a single mother's view came from. So, you know, like I said, I know in society right now, a lot of women are also slacking in that position. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But like I said, you know, I'm just trying to get out there, you know, that it's time for our men to step up. It's time for them to step up and it's time for them to acknowledge that, you know, there's some things that's going on that, you know, they need to change the dynamics before, you know, every day our kids are getting killed. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so much going on out here in society today. I just don't even know where to start. And, you know, when I raised my son, you know, I basically had, you know, I just, I had a whole lot of reserve and, um, I just felt that I needed to get it out there because I had an understanding of what women went through, period, you know, and I just need them to know that they're not alone. And when I say that they're not alone, it's just not like, okay, we're going through it together or whatever the case may be. Like, you know, some people have to actually do it on their own. I didn't, but there's help. You know what I mean? There are people who you can lean on. And sometimes, like I say in my book, you can't trust and you can't speak to everyone because a listening ear is a running mouth. So, you know, some days you just have to fall down on your knees and you just have to find your faith and dig down deep and just keep, you know, pushing through. That's what we do. You know what I mean? And I just want to give all props to the women because, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, we always made it happen. Absolutely. I, like I said, I grew up in a single mother home. Uh, all of my aunts, you know what I'm saying, are single moms. And now my grandparents, they were together for a while, but my grandmother, my grandmother left. Mm -hmm. Grandfather, it was my grandmother who left. And there were definitely pros and cons to that. And me growing up, you know what I'm saying, I felt some of those things. So I feel like the family in general, you know what I'm saying, needs to, everyone needs to heal themselves. One of the reasons why I have a a childhood trauma podcast because a right. lot of relationships we get into where you know a lot of us are broken both men and women and we don't know how to love 
Mm-hmm. We don't know how to express ourselves and to really get out, you know, how we feel and the things that we truly want. And you know, it it, it leads the cycle. You know what I'm saying? And we and we gotta do we gotta do better by do better by that. But I will say everything happens for a reason. It does. This might be weird for me to say, and I'm this is from the a child's point of view. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was not in my life at all. You know, he did not help. And for me, I'm glad. Not to say that my mom shouldn't have had assistance. She a thousand percent, you know what I'm saying, should have had assistance right. because right. I was a big girl my whole life. I had to eat. I had, you know what I'm saying? When I went to high school, I had all types of things I had to get into and, mm-hmm. you know, that cost money. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, right. and, and having that male figure. To you know what I'm saying, getting that divine masculine, you know, would have helped me in other ways. Mm-hmm. But my dad had mental has mental issues, and for me, losing my arm, I feel like I took it so well because that DNA didn't ignite in in me. You know, sometimes the people, sometimes your parents are only supposed to be bring you here, whatever you know, juju or juice or energy you got going on, whatever talents. You know, to sprinkle on that, because you, mm-hmm. you know, not parents are still people. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying even you know, even with the mother, y'all guys, you know, we got our issues, and you know, what I'm saying, but you still got to push through. So, okay. you know, like, as you would say, God don't put nothing more more on you than you can bear. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I always say, yep, He gives his toughest battles to his hard, you know, strongest soldiers. Absolutely, That's the way that goes exactly. Absolutely. So I know a lot of men, a lot, I know a lot of people that shouldn't be mm-hmm. parents, both on the male and the female side. So yes, you said your son is in the military right now, you know what I'm saying? Out there making you proud. Everything happened the way it was supposed to. You were supposed yeah. to write this book, you were supposed to go through those things, you know what I'm saying, to feel those feelings so you can say those things to other parents, other other mothers. So they can, right. you know, like you said, they can know that somebody out there, you know what I'm saying, knows how they feel. Right. So I feel like that was the, you know what I'm saying, the starting of your purpose. So that's trying that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like the singles mother view is bright. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, parenting, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. But, you know, it's just not what, you know, people think that it is. You know, it's just not all cut and dry. It's not just the babies and just the cute little sweetie hugs and all of that. You know what I mean? It's, it comes with a lot. And and the whole thing of it is, is that parenting is not a temporary job. It's not a temporary job. It's, it's, it's 24-7. When you start with that little one in your tummy, you know what I mean? You don't get to stop worrying ever again. I mean, seriously, like you always have something on your plate and I just don't understand, you know, why, why, you know, men feel that, you know, it's, it's not their job. I mean, I can't understand where the disconnect is. I would love to hear, you know, I would love to be able to see a a guy jump in and say, Hey, you know what I mean? This is what I'm thinking. You know, this is why men, you know what I mean? This is because maybe, you know, they haven't found themselves. Maybe they weren't raised, you know, properly. But, you know, he came from a two-parent home. So that goes to show you that it doesn't matter whether you come from a one-parent home, a two-parent home, or whatever the case may be, because it's all about choice. Yes, and, yes. and and 
that's pretty much what it comes down to. So, I mean, like, but I got so many different, like, <laughs> things that I could talk about in my book, but I don't really know where to start. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, I, like. I mean, let me help out. Let, 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 let me help out. Because, okay, I'll say this. To, um, there are actually a lot of avenues to get those answers from them. My experience in life has been a little different because I didn't wasn't doing a lot of dating when I was younger. I got a lot of brothers. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of friendships with men. So I've actually had these types of conversations. Actually, the majority of men that I know, they all mm -hmm. take their kids. A lot of them, I didn't think they would. I'm going to keep it real. I stereotyped them in mm -hmm. high school and just looking at the debauchery that they was doing. I was just like, yeah, nah, you about to be a whole problem growing up. But right. Now, right. They're, 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 they're growing up being husbands and, you know what I'm saying, taking care of their babies. It, it is a choice, you know, a lot, and a lot of them don't have examples. You know what I'm saying? It's hard mm -hmm. to be something that you haven't had an example to be. See, it's real easy to make babies, but it's kind of hard to figure out what they need. And it's unfortunate as women, for the most part, we are left with that bag because we carry them. It's right. just, that's just the way that is. So that's also the difference on why men, I feel, it's not a, so much of a disconnect, but Babies grow inside of us. You know what I'm saying? They are us. They, you know what I'm saying? They are part of our organs. They grow inside of us. So that's a connection that men don't have. Mm, exactly. See or feel those types of feelings because they don't have that type of connection. So having an understanding of each other, honestly, will answer those questions. A lot of men have, you know, issues with their own mothers because father wasn't there their mother is their only example and a lot of moms out there aren't the best so how you see your mother is how you honestly see women right the rest of your life so if you're mm -hmm. getting into toxic relationships and things of that nature you're not really bonding you're really not connecting and a lot of us are just having sex and doing the the physical thing the, you know we get the physical connection but not the mental and the emotional and right. it's easy for them to just dip, to dip off. You know what I'm saying? A lot of men, like my dad, with his mental issues, mm. he's, he, he's, he's the type of person, pressure starts happening, only dips off. You won't see him for years. Right. He's dead or alive. And that's how he deals with his mental issues. So he doesn't have a nervous breakdown or go off and do something, you know, or hurt himself or somebody else. Mm, okay. You know I'm saying so that's his story. Right. I know, you know. I know other men. You know, what I'm saying who've been who who've dealt with molestation, and a lot of them become womanizers because they're trying to prove that they're a man. So they go through woman after woman, have children after child after child after child after child, trying to prove their masculinity, continuing to procreate and just leaving a trail of innocent lives behind. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I never understood as well because <clears throat> they're like, thinking about themselves, they're thinking about what they need and not the other right. you know, the other person. They're thinking about this is something that I want. This is something that's going to fulfill me, and then they mm -hmm. realize it's only temporary because exactly fulfill or a temporary you. fix. You have to fulfill yourself. You got to find that love and heal those traumas. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and I feel like we all need to do that before we get into relationships. Heal our traumas. 
Exactly. Exactly. You know, like really deal with what our issues are. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we have to make people comfortable to do that as well. That's true. We have to make it comfortable for, you know what I'm saying? Like you have a son. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying for him to be comfortable to come to you and to be able to express himself and his feelings, you know what I'm saying? We'll break that. You know, generational curses, right? No curses. Absolutely. We, we mm-hmm. got it. Like my dad, I have no ill wills against him at all. Exactly. We don't relate too tough because his mind ain't right. You know what I'm saying? It's actually his birthday just passed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But when you find a level of understanding, when you, when you see people as individuals and truly check their stories, things start to make a little bit more sense. And then exactly. you start making different choices in the future. Because exactly. he's just trying to be loved. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know what I'm saying? Even what we, they call the fuckboys. All that is a defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All that's right. a right. to hide an insecurity. To make mm-hmm. them feel like something. So we got to we gotta get to the core of our issues. And you know what I'm saying? We can be whole families again. Right. Because you don't got to be married, if you know <laughs> You know what I'm saying, or in a relationship, you know what I'm saying, to not be a single parent. Both parents, you know what I'm saying, are doing their part. Y'all ain't got to be together to do that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. about about the child. You know what I'm saying? As long as y'all are doing your part for that child, I promise you that baby gonna be all right. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Most so definitely. yeah, but um, I really appreciate you putting that out there and putting out your view because there are a lot of women who feel like they don't have a voice and. You know, we always say it's cliche. So it's good that, you know what I'm saying, that you're out there, you know, giving us a voice. So we can change that. Because I, like I said, I would like to have the village view. Right. You know, I would like you to you exactly. know, the Levi's version of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we can right. change things because no one should do that alone. You didn't make you didn't make a child alone, so you should not, you know what I'm saying, have to raise them alone. And children need both that divine masculine and divine feminine. We got it both in us. We need to see the example of what to be. We need to see the example of who we're supposed to attract. Exactly. Exactly. But I always say God knows who's there, who needs to be there and who doesn't. Like I said, everything, just because uh, he wasn't in my son's life, I'm not going to say that it wasn't like um, a determining factor as far as him being raised. You know what I mean? Because... I believe that God gave him everything that he needed. You know what I mean? He empowered me to be able to give him what he needed. You know what I mean? Sometimes I think to myself, you know, was I able to give him enough? You know, was I able to give him enough? And then I said, definitely. Definitely. I have a man standing before me. You know what I mean? He's he's not out on the streets. You know, he's above ground. You know, he's he's standing up for himself and doing what he needs to do. I mean, I feel confident in the fact that I raised a man. That's amazing. So I definitely know that it can be done. You know what I mean? So oh, we just to you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. All right. So you're having a heart so much. So what is your what was the hardest chapter to write? I think um, know your role and entitlement. Know your role and entitlement. Those are two parts in my book. Um, now, know your role. Um, that kind of goes around the fact that you know, as you come into a relationship and you're a single mother parent and you realize that the father is not doing what he's supposed to be doing, but yet still, you know, he's out here as we were speaking about procreating and still going out here and 
role playing to other people's children. Um, yet, as I said, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Like, how do you feel justified to do that? Like, know your role is like that 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 thing that that burnt yeah, it burnt me because it's like that's what's going on like you got sort of so many fathers out here who want to go out here and they don't want to be a party to their own children but they're out here you know easily engaging and showing up and doing all these things and half of the time the kids are actually going to some of the same schools that you know they're other kids are going to so you don't i mean it's like you're not taking in consideration like anything whatsoever so that kind of hit me a little some type of way i understand now you but, mentioned two chapters that was um know your role and what was the other one entitlement entitlement so entitlement. a lot of times you know i feel like people you know when they go through and you become a parent just because you lay down and you have you know, you can make a baby that doesn't make you a mother. And just because you help procreate it, it doesn't make you a father. But um, entitlement, like, to me, entitlement, like I said, sometimes you have these fathers who, and mothers as well, but sometimes you got a lot of fathers who they know they haven't been playing their position. Yet and still, if the child gets to a certain part and they feel like, Oh, okay, well, you're they're doing good and I want to be a party to the fact that, you know, they're doing well. Now I want to come and jump in and I want to play my position. I'm the father, you know, I want to show up and I want to show out. But where were you when we were going through? Where were you um when it was time for homework? Where where were you when it was time, you know, to have clothes on your back or food in your belly and things of that nature? You know what I mean? Like you can't be entitled to a position that you haven't owned up to you see what I'm saying like you you have never worked towards this position so now you want to come in and assume a position that you haven't been a party to and it doesn't work that way I can dig it but that's um it's it's a parent thing coming from a child's view I <laughs> my grandfather had a saying you do as I say and not as I do Hmm. I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's just an old school thing, a religious thing or what, but it's, you know, your parents have this, like they're your gods. And it's almost right. like, you know, a lot of us have been, especially in our community, we're taught that our children are, are our slaves. Like I gave birth to you, just like God gave birth to you. I gave birth to you. So it doesn't matter what I say or what I do. You have to respect me. You know what I'm saying? And anything that you do in some form of fashion is because of me, because you wouldn't be alive if it wasn't right. for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whatever talents you got, you got them for me. You know, that's how a lot of people think. Simply right. because I'm your father, right. simply because I'm your mother, mm -hmm. I have entitlements to certain things. And yeah, you're right. It don't work that way. It, it, it don't work that way. But exactly. for most people, that's how they think. And to be quite honest, if you follow suit with that, it does become that way. It actually has been that way, which is why they feel that way, because that's right. how it was with them growing up. Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Now, I've battled with that with my mom a lot because she is her, she's her father's daughter. <laughs> and I'm my mother's daughter. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm a very independent person. And right. um, I'm very respectful, but 
I demand respect. I don't do the slave master master thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm a firm believer, just like I, I can't repay you back for giving me life. I didn't tell you to give me life either. So there's a level of respect that has to be there, especially now that I'm an adult. I'm almost 40. So I'm a woman now. So right. there's a level of respect that has to be there. But that is still my mom. So I still know my place. I do know there's just certain things I'm going to have to let her go along with because she's my mama. I, you know, I get it and all that. But then there's there, there's boundaries. Exactly. You know, with that. And me and her have battled over that over the years because, like I said, that's what my grandfather instilled in her. So she tried to do the same thing to me, and I kind of had to break that cycle. And we're a lot better for it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just about respect. I'm not saying that I'm her equal or... You know, I get to talk to her like I talk to my friends or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be faulty in a hot second. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not a baby no more. So, <laughs> hey, you can't hit me with the one, two, I'm your mama. Wrong. I love you, right. mama. You're watching. <laughs> yeah, the entitlement thing is... Um, it really damages um, parent and child, you know what I'm saying, relationships. It does. And I feel like, you know, both parent and child need to have a level of respect because we're all humans. Your children are humans, human beings, just like mm-hmm. you are. They got feelings and all that stuff, and they deserve mm-hmm. respect. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's mama. It's you. I-, I brought you here, and it's my responsibility to make sure you're good and to feed you and you know, I, I pretty much take care of your whole life. So I'm going to need you to follow suit like you need to because, I, you know, I take care of you. So it just has to just sort of balance, got to balance that out. You know what I'm saying? And I think the entitlement thing will go away. Right. You know Let me see. What is your favorite chapter of the book? Oh. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, kinda, I mean, I kind of like them all. <laughs> okay. I kind of okay. like so, them okay. all. So let me, let me, I, I would, I was going to use the word resonate, but it's your story. So, of course, you resonate with it all. Mm. Which to you, I, you feel is the most, will be the most effective? And your mission to tell to show other um, single moms that you know they're not alone. Which one of those chapters in the book you know hones on on that? Oh, let me let's see. Which one resonates more so with them per se? Yeah, and your mission is to you know show other single moms you know that you know they're not alone and you know that someone else is out here and there is support. So which one of your chapters you feel, you know what I'm saying, rings that true or, you know, brings that point home? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It, it, I believe it all does in a sense, you know what I mean? Because it's coming from my mother's aspect, you know, and everything, every chapter has us in it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then behind my chapters, there's a poem and those poems have sentimental value. So, you know, like if you read the book, you know what I mean? It, it's, it all works together. It's like I just can't just piece, you know, well, this part and that. It's, it's just complicated. You know what I mean? Because when I speak on single 
Well, I, I would say this because when I said a lot of times I keep re referring to single mother parents, I'm not just saying that single mother parents is a single mother. You know what I mean? Because there are a lot of married women. There are a lot of women out here in relationships with guys and they are still taking on the blunt of the situation. So, you know, it also affects them as well. So it's just not just the single parent mother or whatever the case may be, because like I said, sometimes we're just left holding the bag, you know what I mean, all together. And sometimes we don't know which way to go. You know, we're, we're stuck in situations that we don't want to be in just because we want to not, you know, step out of that mold. Um, you know, we, we women, we just go through a lot. We, we go through, you know, social labeling and, you know, you're, you're, if you don't fit into a certain type of mold, if you're not married, um, you know, if you're not, uh, if you have more than one baby's father, you know, we, we deal with all these things mentally that we have to continue to go on, you know, out here. We have to hold all that on our shoulders and still try to keep our heads up while people are always trying to knock us down every day of the week. So, you know, we just have to keep being strong and just keep doing us, you know, and it it, it will pay off in the end. Like, <laughs> I guess the analogy that I like the most out of my book is, if you teach a man to fish, and I know you already know it, if you teach a man mm -hmm. to fish, you know what I mean? He's going to eat for a lifetime. But if you give a man a fish, he's just going to eat for a day. But that's what we kind of have to do more so as um, single parents. You know what I mean? We have to not just do it for them. You know what I mean? Just out of pity, just because they don't have a, another parent in their life or whatever the case may be. Of course, we're always loving more we're always sometimes giving a little bit more but you still have to teach them to be independent you still have to teach them that you know even though you go through this there if you you know continue to push through that you're going to come out stronger in the end so like i said even though you know we do single parenting and things of that nature it doesn't mean that we're any less than or inferior or anything like that we're strong and wonderfully made but we just have to keep pushing we just have to encourage one another, you know what I mean? Because you don't ever know what somebody's going through on any given day. And you know what I mean? You just have to be there for one another. That is so true. Well, this is what I say from a person's view. Do not give a fuck about what nobody say about you. I don't do labels. I don't care for labels in any form or fashion. Mm -hmm. I, maybe I go against the grain on purpose just so I can just purposely be different, but I don't put my, I don't validate myself or put my value by what people say. Exactly. Other people, other people's morals and standards. Everybody's morale is different. What you feel is, you know what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. no black and white in certain things. There's a lot mm -hmm. of gray area when you're talking about life, when you're talking about parenting, when you're talking about being in a relationship. All that right. stuff is subjective. So, like me personally, I don't plan on getting legally married. And right. I just told you what we got on this feed, I plan on using my uterus. Exactly. Okay, well, nobody. I tell you, a lot of times what happens is as we're younger and starting out, a lot of times you don't just naturally come out and, and fall into that mold of being who you want to be. You, you, yep, you know what true. I mean? You're either taught 
that you need to not do this or you need to not say that or you need to not carry yourself in a particular type of way. It doesn't come. It, it comes with experience and life experience is our best teacher. We don't just come out just some of us do. You know what I mean? We come out and some of us are like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not worried about nobody and things of that nature. And then we get behind closed doors and it's like, oh, she said this about me and da 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 You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a phase. We have to go through it. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, we have to grow through what we go through as well. You know what I mean? Because that's just it comes with experience and experience is our best teacher. And that's what makes us who we are. But, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I just feel like that's a point that some people have to work harder at because we're taught differently. You know what I mean? And sometimes you don't have, I mean, especially some people are just torn down physically and mentally and you just don't know where that person is coming from. So they have to find that, that median and they have to work with it. You have to build, you know, and they have to form some type of foundation to understand who they are. And once you understand who you are, everything else doesn't become a factor. So that is so true. Mm-hmm. I push that a lot. So whether you have children or not, finding out yourself what makes you you mm-hmm. what makes you happy, what you right. can live with when you look in the mirror, and the decisions that you're making, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With that's all that matters. That's it. I'm not religious, but even coming from a Christian standpoint, at the end when you at them pearly gates, it's only you standing there, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Ain't nobody else going to be there, right? So nobody to your left or to your right. How would anybody else got to say about the decisions that you make? Exactly. What makes you happy? Period. You know what I'm saying? People cannot, people don't got a heaven, hell, ship, sham, you know what I'm saying? Other galaxy to put you in. That was one of my famous lines when I was, you know, when I was. (laughs) Right. You can't tell me what I'm about. When I'm where I'm going, I don't care what you think. I don't care how, exactly. you, how you look at my things that I'm doing. You do. You don't get to tell me where I'm going. Right. The I, sky is not the limit. You are a, a, a thousand percent. So yeah, you get that out your mind and you do what's best for you. And a lot of times you won't make certain decisions mm-hmm. because you got to live with that. That's right. At the end of the day. Ain't nobody about to come and save you. Because again, like you said, a single mother's view. A lot of people who got something to say ain't helping you. You know what I'm saying? They talking about you now. They telling you <laughs> what you should not do, but not helping with the resources or the knowledge or the you know the opportunity. You know what I'm saying for you to make that change. Right. Right. So, and then they got stuff in their closet most of the time. They doing worse than you are. They just don't show it. Exactly. It say everybody has a story to tell and hey, everybody man. has a chapter that they don't want read aloud. That's a fact. That's all fact. That's and right. The people judging you, them the ones with the most skeletons. They the ones with the most stuff going on. It's a deflective mm-hmm. thing. They right. see they see their mistakes and what you got going on. So they gotta deflect from that. Mm-hmm. That's how they do that. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Yeah, please. Stop worrying about what folk thinking. Stop worrying about what they're saying because people going to talk about you whether you're doing bad. That's or right. Bad. No if matter you what. Did everything right. If you did everything right, got never fornicated. Because let's keep it real. If you want to, if you're supposed to do it the way you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to be a whole virgin before you had your child. 
And mm-hmm. most people are not that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you would, even if you did that, right? Anything you wrong, lost your virginity to your husband after the man. You know what I'm saying? After the wedding, had the mm-hmm. kid, the white picket fence. You know, do all of that. Guess what they gonna say? Oh, she thinks she better than everybody. She's too perfect. You know what I'm saying? She thinks she better than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's always going to be something. Right? It's always something. Like always. You do, always. Don't. So don't be making your decisions worrying about folk. They're going to judge you if you do it wrong. And they're going to be envious of you when you do it right. That's right. So just do So you. keep pushing. Yeah. Just, just, just do you. Just keep pushing. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't be stunting folk. Like you definitely have to study folk. I, everything happens the way it's supposed to. I'm a firm believer of that. That's right. There's a lesson. There's lessons in in every situation. I'm I'm glad I grew up in a you know what I'm saying in a single mother home. I'm keeping it real. You couldn't have paid me for my daddy to to have raised me. What right. I know of him now, I'm good. I, I love him. <laughs> All that good stuff. I love him. I appreciate them 26 chromosomes. <laughs> I appreciate the hair and the chinky eyes when I smile. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And I appreciate all the entrepreneurial juju you, you put in there with me. I appreciate all that. Right. But your mind ain't right, so I'm glad you stayed over there. <laughs> I'm going to keep it all the way above. Now, my siblings don't feel that way. That's right. Everybody's going to feel different. Right. My siblings, because we had a different growing up. We have different, we have different mothers. So they had a different experience and they wish they would have, you know what I'm saying? Now they don't really know him like that. And I think once they, if they got to know him, they might go onto my bandwagon, mm-hmm. but that's something that they really wanted. You know what I'm saying? They felt like they were lacking, you know, based off of their situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? So again, don't worry about what folk thinking about. Just do you take care of your babies. You know what I'm saying? Whoever you pray to, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, put that faith in there. Good works. Faith without works is dead. So do your part. And everything else, you know what I'm saying, will happen wonderfully. You know what I'm saying? Some of the most successful, well-rounded people came from a single-parent home. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not about them having a single parent. It's about the people around them being good for them. So it may not have been their dad, but they had their uncles that was on point and teaching them things. Mm-hmm. Or like for me, I had a lot of good male role models in my life. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, friends, the business owners that were in the place that we worked at. I got a mm-hmm. lot. Of, a lot of uncles. You know, I had two granddaddies. I remember Poppy, the the Mexican dude that used to sell the mangoes and and, and pineapples right next to my grandfather. He used right. to give me a dollar every time I too, every time I lost, <laughs> and every time I got a straight A. Mm. Old Spanish dude, but that was like my grandfather. They watched me grow up. So my dad not being around really didn't affect me in a negative way. Mm-hmm. I and I'm thankful that my son didn't either. He wasn't affected in a negative way. And that's amazing because he's a boy. Now, I'm, you know, as a female, exactly. because I was with my mama. But as a man, as a boy, wanting and needing that example, that's amazing. And I tell mothers that all the time. Don't focus on, just focus on having good male role models in your son's life. That's right. what you need. Or just focus on being the best you that and you can you know, absolutely Sometimes that's all you may have. That's right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So anybody you interact with, just make sure they're positive. Make sure they're a positive influence, you know what I'm saying, in their lives. You'll, you'll be surprised. Your friend. I got a godson. I may not have children one day, but I have a godson. You know what I'm saying? He's 10. I, you know what I'm saying? My little godson. Mm-hmm. 
he's the cutest thing in the world, you know, and mm-hmm. he loves me and he knows who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he knows me like this. He does not know me any other way. You right. know, thing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm not his mom's. I will never be his mother. I can never replace mm-hmm. his mother. But I am God mommy and I do bring a certain level of, you know what I'm saying, of uh positivity. That's I, I believe that I am a good role model as a woman, you know what I'm saying, you know, for him. So when he going out there and picking them and then he know we gonna be here to check him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nothing you already know. That you just can't bring no just any old scallywags, you know what I'm saying? Up and through here, they got to be, they got to be healed. You you can't be coming over here looking forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know when we when we raise our sons that way, we won't have you know what I'm saying we won't have broken homes. But we got to teach them. That's right. They got to be taught. You know what I'm saying? So it's awesome you bringing out the story. So hopefully there are men out there who are listening. And I I will really encourage men to read this. Like we really need to start understanding each other as men and women. We don't have those conversations. We talk, women talk to women and men talk to men. Exactly. Nobody wants to do the integrating to figure it out. Not understanding that your boys ain't fucking you, ain't feeding you, ain't, you know what I'm saying? You can't marry your homeboy. Your home mm-hmm. ain't about to be your nurse, ain't about to be your children. They can't do the things that your woman can. So you need to understand the person that you're going to be spending your life with. That's right. And vice versa. Creating soul ties with, exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's good for us homegirls to have, you know, have each other's back and all that. But at the end of the day, that ain't your husband. She can't, you know, she, she can't about to come over here and Fix your jobs and take out trash cans, and you know what I'm saying, and hit it to the left. She can't do that for you, so you got to. We got to start to understand each other because we're right. in each other's lives. Exactly. You know what I'm if, if, especially if you know if you're heterosexual, you're interacting with the opposite sex, so you need to. Uh, we need to understand each other, so we can right. avoid a lot of this. You know, a lot of these broken and toxic situations. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying, really get to know each other. Yes, yeah, so I, I really appreciate. It. I'm gonna think of one more question because you trying to keep everything tight lit. You keep it a tight lip. Y'all gotta go get this book. Y'all just gotta go on right. You get get the book. Now you said you got poems to go mm-hmm. with each character. How would you feel about reading one of the poems? I don't mind. Yeah. Let's see. And we'll end it out there with one of the poems. So, you know. Because I wrote poetry as well, so I'm very, I'm very. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you gonna hear one? Get my poetry snap popping. Okay, I'll just read this one. It's kind of well, it's the one of my longer ones. I don't know if I want to read it. Oh, that's what we do. Okay, but anyway, it's called Worth. Worth. I'm more precious than silver, better valued than gold. More treasured than diamonds, yet I've never been told. With a future so bright, it's all so clear. I'm destined to make it. It's all too near. I won't give up. It'll be worth the wait. For those trying to block me, it's already too late. Whether here or there, I'm destined to achieve. I'm prepared to fight, and I've rolled up my sleeves. For those who thought I'd never make it, keep a watchful eye. You'll be left standing still as I pass you by. 
That's it. All right. Yeah. Poetry staff in the house. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like we need to go on and get this book. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm going to buy this for my mama. You know what I'm saying? We're going to read it together. You know go ahead and get it. Go get it. Okay. So let us know. Let everybody know where they can buy this um, book. Let's give them a look at what it looks like. Here we go. Matter of fact, I, I wish I could read the top of this right here. Okay, so this is what it looks like. So tell them where you can find your book, love. Oh, okay. Okay, I have an actual website. The website is www.katrishreevesbunton.com. It's actually, let me pull it out. It's on my very last page of my book. And it's also on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Okay. All right, there we go. And hold on, let me give you solo screen. All right, bow. There you go. Okay. W dot. I'ma say this cat rice. Hunting.com. <laughs> 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 That's it. That's right. it. Okay, that is I awesome. would greatly appreciate your support, ladies. Okay. And gentlemen, if you're in here, I have no idea, but Either or. Absolutely. All right. So is there anything else? One last words, your last, you know what I'm saying, thoughts for the single mothers, you know what I'm saying, and the people that you want to, to buy this book? Oh, I just say, ladies, you know, we need to start working together as well. You know, if you ever need somebody to lean on or whatever the case may be, you know, sometimes it's, it's always good to ask for help. You know, somebody... And even if you don't have that helping hand or whatever the case may be, I don't know what your faith may be, but I'm telling you that God, with God, all things are possible. Um, so, you know, I, I, I made it through. It's possible. We can do anything that we put our minds to. Like I said, we are wonderfully made. Um, just don't give up. Don't give up. Never give up on your children. Keep fighting. You know, just hang on in there. Some days it's going to be harder than others, whatever the case may be. But God gives these toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And, you know, just, just hang in there. Just hang in there because I'm telling you, you have been given a blessing. And we cannot afford to lose sight of that blessing. So never take your hands off of them. And I wish you all well. Ashe, 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 co-sign at a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. All right. Again, like she said, I think I have another. I got your little flyer. There's the business card so they can get the website again. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure you guys pick up a single mother's view at www.catrisheriesbunting.com. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the website. All right. So I love, love, love you, sis. I really appreciate you giving your time, your energy, sharing your story and your book with my viewers. And, you know, we're going to have you back on here and see how the book is doing. And All what right. your project is going to be because you are author now. So now we want we want the follow up. All right. Thank you so much. All I, right. was, I was humbled to be on your platform. I really appreciate you. Thank you All so right. much. I appreciate your time and your energy. Why do I do I? Love, love, love you. All right. That was amazing. Ugh, Catrice is awesome. All right, single mothers. 
she done told you now you have support you even got you some literature you know what i'm saying to help you out you have someone else's story to, so you know that you're not doing this by yourself so let me put that you know book back up there so you can see it again make sure you go on and get your copy of a single mother's view okay and of course guys make sure when you go get your roku get your roku tv and make sure that you come and download amspire media network you're going to see this interview and all of our other awesome interviews that we have on amspire interviews i know a lot of amazing people who are doing amazing things so i want to give them that platform and that space you know to get themselves on out there so make sure you guys tap into that also on saturdays no tuesdays tomorrow look at me look at me messing up already Tuesdays, the new day. Tomorrow at 8 p.m., we have our childhood trauma podcast with the Soul Sisters. All right, get excited because, you know what I'm saying, just like with the single mother view, we're dealing with them traumas. We're trying to do this full scale with this healing so we can truly change our community and, you know what I'm saying, the generations to come. So we are doing this full scale. So catch us on Tuesdays, 8 p.m. And also tell true vision. You know, I'm opinionated, y'all. Y'all know me. I'm always talking and whatnot, and I got my thoughts. So check out Tell True Vision, Social Media Live. This is pretty much my simple truths. You may love them. You may hate them. But it's going to be the truth. All right? And also on Sundays, Sundays with Spirit with 33 Master Teacher, make sure you um, hit us up at 9 p.m. We This is our spin on spirituality. We are bringing spirituality to television through tarot. So make sure you look us up on Sundays, get right with your ancestors and let's get this popping. All right. That's all I got for y'all. Really appreciate your time and your energy until the next interview. Y'all be inspired. Peace.